You're tuned into tomorrow. Right here on the Advanced Media Network. This Into Tomorrow podcast is hosted by our partner, Blueberry Podcasting. We couldn't be happier with their service. You can get 30 days of podcast hosting free by simply visiting their website at blueberry.com. That's like a blueberry without the E's. So it's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com. Welcome Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. Yes, indeed you do. Welcome Into Tomorrow during our 26th year, bringing you the latest in cool consumer tech, products and services, all sorts of things available today and into tomorrow. This broadcast for the weekend of Friday, December 3rd, 2021. Coming to you from the Dexcom G6 Studios, make knowledge your superpower. For managing type 1 diabetes, visit D-E-X-C-O-M, Dexcom.com. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. How was your turkey day? Good. All right. Did you yeah. wobble till you gobbled? Or I gobbled till I wobbled. Gobbled till you wobbled. Whatever. You did something and had lots of leftovers. Yes. I enjoyed leftovers for three days. Not constantly. I had lunch the next day and then dinner the following and lunch the next. And that's about as long as you should be eating leftovers <laughs> from Thanksgiving. But it worked out very well. So we've got some tech news and commentary for you. And then to a bunch of your calls and requests and... Special thank you to some listeners that have already submitted their holiday message. So we're asking you to keep it around 30 seconds or just under, give or take, and just send us a holiday greeting and always end with, now back to you guys, or now back to Dave, or whatever you want to say, so that we sort of, you toss it back to us after commercial breaks. And we are playing several new ones today. So we'll get you on the air. Oh, and guess what? We'll send you prizes because... You're on the air. And that's all we ask of you is to be on the air. It's another great way to win stuff that you can if you can keep for yourself. Or you might be able to re-gift it to somebody for the holidays. That's true. Save some money. Some things <laughs> will be perfect stocking stuffers. Other things will be a little too big for stocking. But you can still re-gift it or keep it yourself. So use our app to submit a uh, holiday rejoin, we call them, or uh, ask us a question or give us a comment or help some other listeners. So you can hit that message to studio button in the app. You can hit that uh, Ask Dave. The Mask Dave? Don't Mask maybe. Dave. Yes. Yeah, well, <laughs> I've been trying to only do that when years, I go but... to the doctor's office. <laughs> but here in Florida, I don't need to wear it everywhere else. Uh, the, the Ask Dave button oh, at intertomorrow.com. Right. You yeah. can do that similarly to the app. Or you can, uh, the old-fashioned way, call us at 800-899-INTO. That's 800-899-4686. There you go. You know, I've said for a long time, one of the worst things to ever happen to the world in the last several decades, the anti-social media Twitter, well, has their CEO, at Jack, stepping down. Sayonara. Yeah. Bye, Felicia. Don't let the door hit you in the butt. Uh, Jack Dorsey stepped down as Twitter CEO this week with Chief Technology Officer Parak Agarwal. I don't know, something like that. Why can't that. any of these tech companies get CEOs with just easy names? Yeah, Joe Smith. Yeah. Something like that would be good. <laughs> uh, anyway, he's taking over the role immediately. It was like no notice. Nobody knew. It's Jack said, I quit. Oh, good. Bye. And then the CTO took over. Dorsey has faced pressure over the past year to depart. 
Did you know that? Mm-hmm. As investors who pushed for his ouster for, among other things, they argued that he was overcommitted because he's also CEO of payments company Square. Did you know that? I did not. Yeah, well, now you do. Uh, Dorsey co-founded Twitter with a bunch of other people back in 2006. Again, one of the worst things to ever happen to this country, or the world, for that matter. He he couldn't uh, stand the heat, so he just decided to get out of the kitchen. That's probably it. And stop trying to be a ZZ Top band member, for crying out loud. Or maybe his razor is dull. I don't know. Maybe. Somebody get him a razor for Christmas. Cyber Monday sales were down 1.4% year-over-year, according to a report from Adobe Analytics. Oh. Uh, shoppers spent $10.7 billion this year, $100 million less than the $10.8 billion they spent in 2020. Amazon's holiday shopping report backs up Adobe's claims that Cyber Monday sales took a dip. Amazon didn't report that this year's Cyber Monday was the biggest day of shopping as it has done in the past. In 2019, Amazon said that Cyber Monday was the platform's, quote, single biggest shopping day in the company's history. While in 2020, Thanksgiving weekend was described as, quote, the largest holiday shopping season in Amazon history. Hmm. This time around, there was no mention of Amazon having the best shopping day or season in history. Because it wasn't. Right. Instead, (laughs) Amazon boasted about having, quote, the biggest kickoff to the holiday shopping season. Oh, please. What does that mean? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What a way to just twist words because they don't want to admit failure. Yeah. It was, like, it was kind of like, you know, CES every year. We were there until 2019. Where there, every year they found some new record to break. Yeah. They had, may have had to invent a record or something to, so, so they could say they broke it. But Most toilets of any convention center. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. And, and this year, because at the moment, subject to change, your mileage may vary, void were prohibited, all that stuff. At the moment, we plan to be there in Lost Wages, Nevada in January for the Consumer Electronics Show. They hate when we call it that. They say it's just CES. doesn't stand for anything. Okay, then, Chinese electronic show. Either way. Yeah. Well, maybe not this year because of travel restrictions. We'll uh, also true. Okay, the communist electric. Well, anyway. <laughs> uh, the point being is that they're not even filling the convention center. By far, they're not. Because the biggest part of the Las Vegas convention center has been the South Hall. Two floors. Huge, huge, huge. And, and four giant sections of two halls. Not even in the South Hall this year. But they have a new West Hall. Uh, big, yeah. big whoop. And we're going to be as all over the place as we possibly can. Probably won't be hard this year to be all over CES. That's true. It'll be smaller. Because there won't be very many people all over CES. Because some are still going, no. Yeah. Either because of their goofy mask mandates, even though Las Vegas has said, or Nevada, right? The state has said, if you're vaccinated, you don't need to wear a mask. If you're vaccinated at these events and they require you to be vaccinated, they're saying, you know, masks aren't required. Yeah. But Shapiro is requiring everybody to keep wearing a mask anyway. Yeah. Go figure. Steve in Kenosha, Wisconsin, listens to the free Into Tomorrow podcasts brought to you by Blueberry. Hey, Steve. Hey, Dave. Cameron. Oh, Chris might be there, too. Uh, Thanks. My uh, mother-in-law's a little bit older, and my wife goes to call her, and she doesn't answer her cell phone. She's either left in another room or doesn't hear it or is falling asleep. My question to you is, is there something I can connect kind of in her apartment that will ring or flash and and tell her the cell phone's ringing? I thought about, like, a a Fitbit or something, but she's going to take that off, I'm sure, and then leave it and we'll be in the same problem we are now. Wow, I hear you, and that can be an issue by all means, Steve. There used to be some phone holders that would ring loudly and flash lights if the phone was ringing. You can find it by the name of Multi-Phone Ringer and Flasher. 
which should tell you something about how generic the device is. Now, the catch is that the phone needs to be on it for it to work, which will almost certainly land you in the same situation that you're in now, unfortunately. Yeah, and the reason those devices aren't more popular these days is because modern cell phones include the flashing feature as part of their accessibility tools. They'll just turn the flash on and off in distinct patterns for texts and calls. Now, her phone must have that feature, and it'll likely be under settings and accessibility. Now, obviously, if she leaves the phone uh, sitting on a table with the flash facing down, that method won't work either. Yeah, or sitting on a pillow or in a blanket. Or she's yeah. not going to see the flash either. And now, if ringing loudly is enough and the lights are less important, then a smart speaker may help. They can act as basically a landline, but their lights are not intense enough to get much attention on their own. Yeah. Now, if she does have a landline, you can still buy old-fashioned strobe lights that flash when the phone rings. They used to be all the, all the time available at Radio Shack, which yeah. is no longer available. I mean Radio Shack, but those need to be attached to a physical phone line. Yeah, we had those in our control room for many years while we still had physical phone lines in our studios. Yeah. So we knew when the hotline was ringing, especially if we were recording, it didn't want to make any noise, but we got strobes going off, yeah. and the epileptic staff had a fit, Yeah, unfortunately. Anyway, join us. Uh, Steve, if you got more advice for Steve, please let us know, 800-899-INTO, or let us know what end up working for you, Steve, and we'll dig a little deeper if necessary. Intotomorrow.com. Thousands of people contact InventHelp monthly about their invention or new product. Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Call InventHelp now. Best of all, the call and information are free. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential, explaining every step of the invention process. We create professional materials and submit them to companies who are looking for new ideas in your category. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review new ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We offer 3D modeling and animation, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to present client ideas to additional companies. Join people just like you who made the call to InventHelp. You have nothing to lose. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. Welcome back into Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. This our 26th year on the air, bringing you the latest in consumer tech, all kinds of cool products, gadgets, gizmos, services available today and into tomorrow. And I'm reminding you that you, our listening audience, make the show. Your participation is really what Into Tomorrow is all about. So if you've got any questions at all about consumer tech, maybe any follow-up questions uh, after seeing a guest interview or hearing a guest interview, or maybe you want to help another listener, we want to hear from you. And you can do that any number of ways. There, We try to make it as easy as possible. Probably the easiest way these days is to visit us at intotomorrow.com. Click on the little red microphone that says Ask Dave. 
And then you can do that from any browser, by the way, any device with a browser and a microphone and ask a question, make a comment, help other listeners, what have you. And all these things you can do anytime, 24-7. The other very easy way is using the free Into Tomorrow app available in your app store. Just search those two words, Into Tomorrow, and participate that way. There's a button there that says Message the Studio. Or the old-fashioned way still works. If you use your phone as a phone, imagine that, then you can call us toll-free from anywhere in North America, 800-899-INTO, 1-800-899-4686. Our next guest's company connects car fans with the information hidden inside our cars. We think that's pretty cool. And Chris on our team has been using one of their products and enjoying it a lot. It gives him a lot of great information. The co-founder and CEO of Carly Connected Car is Avid Avini. Avid, welcome into tomorrow. Joining us from Munich, Germany. How are you, sir? Thanks so much for having me. I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, and we appreciate you giving us a couple of minutes. Uh, tell me first a little bit about the company, and then let's get into the Carly device itself and how you simply plug it into an OBD port and get incredible amounts of information. So as you correctly mentioned, Carly is a company that connects car owners, mostly passionate car owners, with the information hidden inside their cars. What we do is we unlock all the data that is hidden and make it easy to understand and actionable, put it inside the app and give you tips and tricks on how to repair and then save costs on whatever you do with your car. And of course, when you talk about all the data that's hidden, I mean, people might be thinking, well, what's hidden? I mean, I'm getting, you know, my fuel indicator and my temperature and oil, basic info on the dashboard. Well, yeah, that's basic info. But there's so much more to especially any modern car the last many years that you probably want that information and you want to know what it's doing, whether you're a big car fan, a big buff, uh, you know, car buff or not. It's very helpful to have this info. Would you suggest that? Totally, yeah. So this is information that goes very deep into the car. A car has a minimum of 10 computers going up to 60 different computers. And each of these computers has up to 140,000 fault, possible fault codes. Wow. So I think 1% or 2% maybe of these will be shown in your dashboard. If you want to access anything more than that, you have to plug in the OBD device and read out manufacturer-specific fault code data. That's just one of the examples. We can also give you mileage information, tell you if the car has been tampered with, and so on. There's so much information hidden inside this cars, and car owners have no access to this. Yeah, I think the ability for folks to check the car's main systems, uh, and you mentioned on the dashboard, if we get 1% or 2%, we think we're happy. Well, there's so much more. And to have so many possible fault codes and things that could be causing an issue. One of the things that uh, that Chris has used uh, regularly is to reset his check engine light. Of course, now, it seems to me that the problem with that is, great, it resets it, but shouldn't you be digging further? Shouldn't you know what the problem is? And, and he can with his Carly unit uh, to be able to get more info. Oh, and, and he just came in and literally dropped his phone to show us that the app provides all kinds of great information. So, But let's talk about how even something as simple as that check engine light that might just be a pain and something that perhaps you don't really have to take any action, but it's always popping on. Uh, well, Carly can turn that off for you. 
Yeah, the thing with the check engine light is when that pops up, it's mostly too late. So what happens is that you have issues in your car. They will not become visible until three or six months later when you see it in your engine light and then the damage has already happened. The idea is to read out faults from all these units that I was speaking about and knowing far ahead if something urgent might come up and fix the problem while it's still small and cheap. That is the whole idea of this. If the engine light is on, it's probably too late. This is about preventing further damage from happening. Yeah, I'm looking at Chris in the control room, and are you listening? It's probably too late. So don't just reset it because it's irritating to see the check engine light. Uh, there are there are reasons why that's on. So get whatever's wrong fixed. Um, but I'm looking at at his at his phone and the My Carly app. It's a lot of information here that you can obtain. What are the common things that you find most of your customers are able to take full advantage of with their Carly unit? There's two things. Number one main use case for our customers is they plug the OBD adapter in and look for issues in, inside the car. And then we have this feature called Smart Mechanic, which is basically a digital version of your personal expert mechanic, giving you tons of information about potential causes of an issue and repair guidelines and next steps. So this is really getting into car repair maintenance and taking an hour or two of your time and really understand what is going on in the car. We give you an indicator if you can repair it yourself, how hard the repair is going to be, how difficult it is, what the first couple of steps should be in order to identify where the issue lies, and how expensive a repair could happen. So this this is the number one feature. We call it smart mechanic because in the end, it's basically a smart digital version of your personal mechanic. I like that. Of course, we all want a smart mechanic, uh, not so much a smart Alec mechanic, as we might say, but a smart mechanic. Uh, your digital car toolbox is the Carly unit, which I think is truly fascinating. And the fact that you guys provide how difficult or how easy something might be uh, for the whether it's the do-it-yourselfers or just somebody who tinkers with their cars periodically maybe gets to a point where they can say you know what i I can do this i don't have to pay a fortune at the mechanic or worse the car dealer uh, to get this done i know the problem and the carly folks have helped me figure out how to solve it if you're comfortable with that go for it exactly it's in the end it's about making car repair and maintenance cheaper and quicker and whether you want to repair it yourself or not, that's up to you, but we help you for both cases. It's definitely something that helps a lot of different kinds of people. Oh, for sure. Now, we talked about how we plug the Carly unit into the OBD port, which is onboard diagnostics, correct? Yes, correct. Onboard and, diagnostics. And every car since, what, 1986, I think, pretty much has an OBD port? 96? 97, I would say. 97, okay. Um, and it's very, it's just literally that easy to do. You plug it in. In this case, you got a couple of LEDs as well. So how does it work? It's, it's now monitoring all these various systems. This little device, and I'm reminding our radio audience, be sure and come and see the video at intotomorrow.com of Avid and I talking about this and showing you how it worked. But how would you describe how it does what it does. So this OBD hardware, you plug it into the OBD port, which is mostly located near the steering wheel. And what it does, it it connects to the main computer of the car, which itself is connected to all the other computers that I was talking about. And while being connected to the car, it creates a Wi-Fi signal or Bluetooth Wi-Fi signal, which then in return can connect to your smartphone And whenever you open the app and press on connect and press on several features or you want to gather more information, the app sends 
a request to the adapter, to the dongle, the scanner hardware, which forwards this request to the car. The car answers, puts the request back into the app, and the app visualizes the data and makes it easy to understand. So basically, it's just a wireless transaction of information going into the car and back into your phone, making all this very complicated data very easy to understand and visualizing it inside the smartphone. So, Eva, does it work uh, pretty much the same for all cars, or are there some differences, some cars where it might not work as well or give as much information? And if so, how do we determine that? So the smart mechanic feature that we talked about is basically the same for all kind of cars starting 1998. We support 96% of all cars on the road in North America, Europe, and Asia. Good. So that will not be an issue. There, we have further very specific features that are not covered for every single car brand. For example, the customizations where you can individualize comfort features, for example, the lighting behavior or the signals you're shown in your dashboard. But I would consider these more of a playful tool. The smart mechanic feature that actually helps you to repair and maintain your car better, that is supported for all kinds of car brands. I want to remind our audience that we also have this radio interview on video. So be sure to visit us at intotomorrow.com and check out the interview with Avid Avini, the co-founder and CEO of Carly Connected Car and their website, mycarly.com. We're back with more with Avid and you right after this. take a lot of medicine or take care of someone that does hero is the new smart device that makes life easier by pre-sorting a 90-day supply of up to 10 different pills just pour them in and hero does the rest so easy to use and saves me so much time i never miss a dose i'm never late for a dose anymore and that is so critical to me what I like best about my Hero is that it's so easy to set up and it's so easy to use. And I don't have to worry about my pills or get distracted and forget, did I take that pill or not? Because it reminds me. It alerts and dispenses with the push of a button. Plus, Hero sends a friendly alert to you and a caregiver. Hero is amazing, but you could even live out of state with the person and still program their Hero from the convenience of your phone. I feel better than I have ever felt simply because I have this device. Try Hero risk-free for 30 days. If you don't love it, you don't keep it. Call 800-613-2715. That's 800-613-2715. 800-613-2715. Call now. As we continue bringing you further into tomorrow, I'm Dave Graveline. Thanks for joining us. We're chatting with the co-founder and CEO of Carly Connected Car, Avid Avini. One of the things that Chris pointed out on uh, on the app was the, the fact that there's a used car check, uh, which I find fascinating. Uh, these days, especially, I just bought a brand new car, uh, and the price for selling my used car was far better than it had ever been in years past. There's certainly a big market these days for your used car, uh, even if it's not in the best of shape. So keep that in mind. But what does the, the used car check actually do for you? So we've experienced that a lot of people who buy cars experience mileage issues, mileage tampering issues, and they're not always being told the truth about um, prior accidents in airbag. Uh. 
So what happens is that we read out all the airbag information, mileage, mileage information, and then tell the customer if the car has been tampered with, if the mileage is correct, if the airbags have gone off, so if there was a prior accident or not. And this gives a lot of safety, of course, before buying a used car and avoids a bad purchase. Oh, for sure. It's certainly a very valuable tool if you're looking to sell or to buy a used car that you want to get good information. So you can basically just take your Carly unit with you if you're shopping for another car, especially a used car, plug it into the OBD port and use your app and see if the car is worth whatever it is somebody's asking for it. Correct, yeah. It takes not even a minute, so it's super easy to do. Ah, love it. And, of course, the used car dealer is probably freaking out, but, oh, well, that's their problem. Uh, You're going to be an informed buyer, so that's a good thing. Can Carly tell what will happen to your car into tomorrow, say? So part of the smart mechanic feature is to predict potential future issues. So if you read out car faults, of course, you want to know how severe the issue is and if it might lead up to more severe issues in the future. So we are working on a software feature that is called predictions and intelligence, which tells you if future issues will come up based on the current context that you have with the car, how long it will take and how severe these will be. And we have this for the first couple of car brands. We're rolling it out in the next couple of months for all car brands worldwide. This is the only solution like this that that exists for consumers to predict future car issues. And we can only do this, of course, because we've been gathering anonymous data for eight years and nine years now, which is more than 25 million data points where we can use them to compare to individual cars and then say, your car looks like these couple of other cars and these other cars had similar issues happen to them in the future. So this is the reason we can provide such a feature. I think that's fascinating. And the fact that it's all app-based in that sense, because you can obviously check the data with your phone, Android or iPhone, and get all that info, allows you guys to keep very much up to date. You simply update your app and you say, oh, we've got additional info. If it accesses your database, uh, as you mentioned, because you've got all these data collection points and things that will help others, then it's kind of an ongoing process that works well for your customers, obviously for Carly doing a great job. Yeah, the great thing is the more people use it, the better the software gets. Sure. This thing that is really strong. This is also why we're thinking strongly about a community to link people together that have similar similar fault contexts, uh-huh. because in the end, that is what helps the most. If you talk to people who had a very similar issue, and then they can tell you how they repaired it. This is also something we do, because we know exactly what kind of issues people have. Gotcha. Now, Avid, as co-founder and CEO of Carly Connected Car, I'm wondering, are are you in particular a a car buff, a a fan of all kinds of cars and your staff, your team? Uh, How did you come about deciding to start to do this? What got you motivated? So my family had a 760 BMW eight years ago and that had a lot of problems. We brought it to the workshop and every time they plugged in the original manufacturer software, they charged us $120 each time we were not getting smarter. So what we thought what we should do is just plug our own OBD device in. It cannot be that hard to read out the information because my whole family, we study computer science, so it should be possible. Um, So that's how it started. And people on the car forums international, they wanted to have such a feature and they wanted to have the same information because we were talking to them. We provided this into the app stores and then things took off from there. Personally, I'm not into cars per se. I'm very much into the software and the electronics of cars. 
um, because this is mostly what we do. We're not we're not driving um, to tuning events. We're really working a lot on the electronics and the software of cars, which is which is in the end helpful for our customers. Sure, I was going to say, and, and you're right. In the end, that's what we want to know: that you are taking care of things from the computer standpoint and the software end, and collecting right. and translating that data uh, to make sense to those of us who are car owners or purchasers or looking to buy one. Let's talk about the price of Carly, and then I'm assuming there's a, a monthly subscription as well. How does that work? So it's an annual subscription. And we found the best model is to give the hardware for free and charge for the license on an annual basis. And starting at 80 to $100 per year, you can have the scanner for free and the full access to all features for your car brand. Ah, love it. And you're going to spend easily more than 80 or $100 with one visit to your mechanic. So this is certainly a good investment. MyCarly.com. My, M-Y-C-A-R-L-Y.com. Of course, we'll get you there, too, when you visit IntoTomorrow.com. Avid Avini, the co-founder and CEO of Carly Connected Car. Keep up the good work and keep up the updating at all times uh, for this. And, and let us know when we can chat again. Maybe you're going to have some other products at some point that can be uh, as similarly helpful to all of us. Thanks so much, Dave. We're working on a lot of interesting stuff, and we'll keep in touch, definitely. Thank uh, you. Good, by all means, because we will want to chat with you again. Again, Avid Avini, the co-founder and CEO, Carly Connected Car. You want to visit mycarly.com. I'm Dave Graveline. Into Tomorrow continues. Stay tuned right here on the Advanced Media Network. When you're a new podcaster, you may need a little help setting everything up. Like us at Into Tomorrow, you want a company that's there when you need them, who actually picks up the phone when you call. That's Blueberry Podcasting. Call 1-877-729-8642 or visit Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com. I just wanted to wish everybody a Merry Christmas here from Tennessee. It's truly a beautiful place to be. We get the snow coming soon, and uh, it's just a beautiful place to be for Christmas. And also, um, all our service members out there are working. My sister's from the Air Force and uh, just retired, actually. But uh, anyway, so I wanted to wish all our service members out there that can't be home for Christmas a uh, Merry Christmas, and especially to y'all guys, uh, Chris and Cameron and uh, Dave. <laughs> Oh, oh, thank you. I was an afterthought. But, well, Greg, that was very nice of you. See, that's the kind of thing we're looking for from all of our listeners. Well, we have to do it with all of our listeners. We wouldn't have time to play them all. But any one of our special listeners, that means you, send us a little holiday greeting, somewhat like Greg did in Tennessee. You never guess he was from Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah, and snow's about to come. I'm jealous because in Miami we don't get a lot of that. Yeah, it'd be nice to have a little <laughs> bit of it, just a light dusting. Yeah. Like we did back in 77. Yeah. That was the first time in 100 years and it hadn't happened since. Yeah. But what can I say? Uh, but that's, that's all we're asking you for is a little holiday greeting. And we will add some holiday music and we will play it, get you on the air and send you a prize for participating in that manner. We'll play several more after each commercial break and hopefully we'll hear you. 
Will we not? We will. All right. By the way, I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you by our podcast partner, Blueberry Podcasting. We couldn't be happier with their service. Check them out if you're looking to start a podcast. Visit blubrry.com. Jump aboard the time machine. Jumping. Time to head into yesterday with This Week in Tech History. Yesterday, day, day, day. Here's Chris. Well, that's history, history, history. This week, back in 1882, the Bijou Theater opened in Boston, Massachusetts, and became the first theater to be lighted by electricity, which which Thomas Edison himself installed and supervised. Really? Yes. Wow. In 1951, this week, the first push-button controlled garage opened in Washington, D.C. Ooh. A single attendant without entering a car could automatically park or return an auto to or from the Parkomat in less than a minute. The Parkomat. Parkomat. Okay. <laughs> in 1958, phone calls without the need for an operator are inaugurated in the United Kingdom by Queen Elizabeth when she speaks to the Lord Provost in a call from Bristol to Edinburgh. And, and I, you know you know what she said? What she said? All systems are functioning within normal parameters. Oh, probably in a slightly more British accent, though. Oh, that's true. You yeah. said she was British. <laughs> yes. Yeah. In 1960 this week, Sperry Rand Corporation of St. Paul, Minnesota, unveiled a new computer known as Univac 1107. Nerd alert! The electronic wizard employed what was known as thin film memory. The massive computer tipped the scales at about 5,200 pounds. Most illogical. In 1967, the French prototype Concorde No. 1 was rolled out in Toulouse, France. The joint British-French venture and the world's first supersonic airliner took two more years of testing and fine-tuning the powerful engines before it made its maiden flight. And this week in 1968, Douglas Engelbart gave what became known as the mother of all demos, publicly debuting the computer mouse, hypertext, and the bitmapped graphical user interface. That's our look back at This Week in Tech History, brought to you by IFA in Berlin, the most significant trade show for consumer tech and home appliances. Get more info at ifa-berlin.com. Boy, This Week in Tech History was filled with a lot of cool it stuff. It was busy. And if you haven't seen the video that Chris does each and every week about TWIF, that's what we call it on the inside, inside uh, info for you. Uh-huh. TWIF, This Week in Tech History. Not TWIT. Right. TWIF. Yeah. Give us some tongue or t- TH. Twiff. Anyway, you got to check out the video every week that Chris does. It's different. It is. And it's week. informative and truly fascinating. Yeah. And free. Yeah, exactly. It always gives you plenty of useless and useless knowledge. <laughs> well, some water cooler <laughs> stuff, too. Yes. But you can see the videos all the time, every week, at intotomorrow.com. Betty Ann in Windsor, Ontario, Canada, who used to listen to us on a radio station there until they decided to just sell their weekends. Oh, terrible thing. The bane of, of radio's existence these days. Anyway, she now listens to our podcast. Say, Betty Ann. We don't have a smart TV, and we'd like to get some earphones for it, but none of them seem to work. Do you have any recommendations? And also, I have an Apple 11 phone. And I can't figure out how to do the screen time. It goes off in like 15 or 20 seconds or something. So I'd really appreciate an answer on that. I can't seem to get one here. Well, Betty Ann, you've come to the right place because we're full of answers. Something. Yeah, something. (laughs) Uh, We'll tackle your first question first. 
cleverly enough, the kind of headphones your TV can take will depend, of course, on the TV itself. Even if it's not a smart TV, it's probably worth checking to make sure it's not Bluetooth compatible. Now, some TVs that were not smart still used to offer Bluetooth as an option to allow them to be connected to wireless speakers. But don't hold your breath. Yeah, if that's not an option, you can look for regular headphone jacks. If the TV includes one of those, you can use wireless headphones that you can plug into a regular headphone jack, or you can buy a Bluetooth dongle that will plug into that port and broadcast. your pardon. Yeah, uh, you can plug into that port and broadcast to a pair of regular Bluetooth headphones. A lot of people do that. And don't forget to look behind the TV if yeah. you need help. Get some help to do that. But that might be where you'll find such a headphone jack. You may be able to do something similar if the TV has those old-fashioned red and white RCA outputs as well. Uh, you probably won't find too many RCA to Bluetooth adapters, but you will be able to find an inexpensive RCA to headphone jack adapter. And once you plug those in, the options that I already mentioned become available to you. Now, it's worth noting that if you introduce more and more devices between your TV and your headphones, your chances of having issues go up. Having said that, the setup is likely to get you what you need and won't have a huge price tag. Yeah, that's true. Very inexpensive. Now, as for your iPhone issues. Now, mind you, I'm an Android kind of guy, but I do know that you can go to your settings app, then tap on display and brightness, and the auto lock option will be there, or should be. You'll find options between 30 seconds and never so you should be able to adjust it to something that works for you. Yeah, and if you're not using Face ID, you probably should. It can detect faces, and there is an option to not turn the screen off if the phone detects you looking at it. Uh, personally, I found that to be very helpful. Really? Yeah. So if you're looking at your phone, and my Android can do the same. I just don't have that setting. But um, if you're looking at your phone, it won't turn off. Correct. How does it know if you're looking at it, though? Because you might be looking beyond it. Uh-huh. <clears throat> because these phones are always looking. Like, the smart speakers are always listening. So, you know, remember that as you've got your phone sitting in your charger in your room and you're changing your clothes or something and you yeah. turn that thing around. <laughs> yeah. Put, put a little cloth over your phone. I, you don't know. <laughs> I don't scare people. You don't need to do that. You do on a laptop. But that's a whole other, that's a whole other issue. That's where electrical tape comes in very handy. Electrical? No, then you get <laughs> sticky stuff on your camera uh-huh. lens, silly. No. You don't want to do that. A little Sharpie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And then, of course, have a single-edge razor blade handy to scrape off the sharpiness if you actually ever want to use the camera. Well, I wouldn't want to use the camera, so I'll be good with the sharpie. You know, it's enough. To, I, it's hard enough back when we had to do everything via Zoom or something to even get you to be on a Zoom call. It's a, why do you have a black screen? Because I don't like to be seen. Oh, come on. As far as I know, you're not in the meeting unless we can see you. I tell that to my boards. I serve as president of a couple of boards, and it's like, be seen when you want to be. Yeah, well, I don't want to be. Okay. Intotomorrow.com. Attention Medicare beneficiaries. Are you getting all the benefits you need? If you have Medicare, you may now be able to get new benefits. Benefits may include eyeglasses, wellness visits, gym membership, meal delivery, and hearing aids with low copay. You may even find plans with zero monthly plan premiums, zero copays on many services, and zero deductibles. Call 800-901-5093. That's 800-901-5093. 800-901-5093. John 
John from Bridgewater. I wanted to call and say Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to my family, friends, and my Into Tomorrow family. May God continue to bless us all. As far as gifts, I'd love a new job. Anyway, thank you to all of you as we close out the 26th year of Into Tomorrow. Year 27 will be even better than ever, and I look forward to going Into Tomorrow with you all. Well, thank you, John. John in Bridgewater, New Jersey. What a nice greeting as well. And we wish the best for you in addition. And, of course, we'd love to hear anyone in our audience that would love to send us any holiday greeting like that. We'll add the music, try to keep it to around 30 seconds or less. And just that's what we play coming out of every commercial break. And we'll hear you on the air and we'll send you a prize for participating because you're participating even that way. And it's awesome for the holiday season to have our listeners with their greeting and say whatever's on your mind or read a Hallmark card, whatever you'd like to do. Oh, then we'll probably have a copyright infringement. I don't care. Let them sue us. Okay. All right. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you by Autonomous, how today works from home. See your new home office at autonomous.ai. Jeff in Rockwell City, Iowa, listens to the free Into Tomorrow podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Jeff. I have a piece of advice for some software. I've tried the InPixio photograph app. It allows you to erase things out of a photo as well as add things in. You can remove anything you don't like in the photo, change the sky, It's an awesome app, and I highly recommend it. Well, thank you, Jeff. See, there you go. There's good participation. We say if you have a favorite app, let us know what it is and why you like it so much. But you had a couple things to add to his comment. Well, first, being divorced, I can think of many pictures that I'd like to remove something from. But uh, well, there you go. go. There you go. <laughs> no, that's a perfectly good reason to use such a such a thing. There you go. Uh, but yeah, I did find out that the the uh, in in Pixio Photo Studio, it's iOS only. Oh, so yay! It's for the smart people. <laughs> yeah, that's okay because guess what? My Google phone already has an erase function anyway. Well, I know how to so use you the can, Photoshop, so you I'm can, good anyway. Well, that's just yeah, um, the Photoshop. Yeah. Okay, good. Now it, it it is a little pricey. I mean they. They got a three-day free trial. Then it's either thirty dollars a year or ten dollars a month. Oh, so you got to pay for a subscription to yeah. use it. Which I notice a lot of people are going to with programs. I mean, even uh, the Photoshop that that we use, they've gone from just selling the software outright. Now you pay an annual subscription for everything. Wow! But why would you have to pay annually to just remove something from your photo? Because these companies want to make money. Yeah, well, I guess that's true. And they do make money. Do you subscribe? I know you do. But everyone else listening to our free once a week tech newsletter. I hope you do. That's all I want for Christmas is more calls, more listeners subscribing to our tech newsletter. It's very easy. And guess what? You'll never guess. It includes tech news. Willie. Yes, Willie. (laughs) And includes some hmm thoughts to make you smile. It includes uh, who's on the show this week. We even highlight a couple of calls that we're going to address their question or concern. Let me tell you about the cool prizes we've got. There you go. Every week on the tech newsletter. Oh, and Beth's tech tip. This week, the holidays are upon us, and many people are traveling to see loved ones. Whether traveling by plane, car, or both, your tech can be your best assistant in getting you there safe and stress-free. And don't let those pesky porch pirate scumbags take your deliveries we tell you about some tech gadgets and services to prevent package theft 
and improve your outdoor security. Lots of tips in this week's tech newsletter about that. How does one obtain such a thing? You stop by our site, and then a little box will pop up and ask for your email address. You put your email address in there. You'll get a confirmation email. Click the link, and you're in. And, of course, that box is at intotomorrow.com.